Welcome everyone to today's Autistic Moment, a podcast for autistic adults by an autistic adult. My name is Philip King Lowe. I am the owner, producer, and host for this podcast, and I am an autistic adult. Thank you so much for listening. This first segment of today's Autistic Moment is sponsored by the Autism Society of Minnesota, Minnesota's first autism resource. The Autism Society of Minnesota has been serving Minnesota's autism community for the past 50 years. Visit them online at AUSM.org. Thank you to everyone who purchased a t-shirt to go towards my donation to the Autism Society of Minnesota. Today's Autistic Moment donated $50 to Austin, plus another $50 through the Spring Forward fundraiser organized by GiveMN.org. Thank you so very much, everyone. Congratulations to Christine Thielen, who won a free custom-made t-shirt as the free giveaway at the Inform Influence Innovative Together 2021 Autism Conference. Go to todaysautisticmoment.com for more information about this podcast for autistic adults. Tap or click on the hamburger menu at the top right corner to learn about this podcast, new installments coming up, the episode index for all published shows, and my list of do's and don'ts. Stop by the store to purchase a custom-made t-shirt with a logo for today's autistic moment on them. You can also shop for great books, fun fidgets, weighted blankets, and a silicone bracket to keep the material of face masks off of your skin. I want to thank my wonderful sponsors, the Autism Society of Minnesota, Looking Forward LC, GT Independence, Best Care, and the Minnesota Independence College and Community. Today's Autistic Moment is free to anyone who wants to listen. If you would like to join them by becoming a patron to keep this podcast free, go to the new podcast episodes page and click on the button that reads, I want to be a patron. To be taken to my Patreon page to donate and help spread the word about today's Autistic Moment. Patrons can donate and have their names included on a patron's page, or they can donate anonymously. If you are looking for a program script or an interview transcript, go to the new podcast episodes page or the episode index page. Interview transcripts are sponsored by GT Independence. During the last episode, Autistic Adults and Community-Based Services Sarah Swan from Looking Forward Life Coaching said that there is a stigma that autistic adults do not know how to do things to better care for themselves. Autistics can live independently when given the tools to do so through programs that are person-centered. GT Independence is a company that is disability-owned to give autistics and individuals with other disabilities the opportunity to live independently by being in control of their supportive services. By living independently, 
Disabled people become their own employers who hire the people they want to organize their own care. Dan D.J. Carmichael is a writer, former stand-up comedian, and co-owner of GT Independence Financial Management Services. Dan is an autistic adult. Dan and his wife Holly are the parents of an autistic son and a daughter with a rare disease. DJ has found and focused on creating an award-winning inclusive work environment, designing workspaces that are efficient, accommodating, and visually appealing. His memoir, Never Too Soon, is slated for a 2022 release. Dan will share with us information about what independent living for autistic adults is and how GT Independence helps accomplish that. Dan will also share some thoughts about what his journey of being autistic and a business owner is like. After this commercial break, I will begin my conversation with Dan Carmichael. Stay tuned. Today's Autistic Moment can be downloaded and heard on Anchor FM, Apple, Google Play, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and TuneIn. Support for today's Autistic Moment comes from Best Care Home Care Agency. Best Care offers PCA choice, homemaking, and 245D services throughout the metro and greater Minnesota. Visit their website, bestcaremn.com, to learn more about their services. Go to todaysautisticmoment.com to the store to shop for great books such as Gender Identity, Sexuality, and Autism by Mendes and Maruni, bringing together the collected narratives from those who are on the autism spectrum while also identifying as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, and or asexual, LGBTQ, IA, this book explores the intersection of the two spectrums as well as the diverse experiences that come with it. Thank you for listening to today's Autistic Moment. GT Independence is a national leader in financial management services for self-directed in-home and community-based long-term support. With self-direction, you have the right to live the life you choose, regardless of age or ability, in your own home or community. At GT Independence, our job is to help make self-direction easy. With self-direction, you make all the important choices, 
like who to hire, when to schedule support, how to manage your care, and even who to fire if things aren't working out. We take care of the administrative details, including Medicaid waivers, new employee paperwork, taxes, and paychecks. Founded in 2004, GT Independence is a disability-owned business that's proud to have assisted more than 25,000 people in receiving self-directed care from the safety of their own homes during the COVID-19 pandemic. By removing the increased risk of group living settings, self-directed care saved lives. To learn more about GT Independence and how to self-direct care in your state, visit www.gtindependence.com. Welcome back. It is my pleasure and honor to welcome Dan DJ Carmichael to talk with me about autistic adults and living independently. Dan, I want to thank you for being on an episode of today's Autistic Moment. And of course, I want to especially thank GT Independence for being such a great uh, sponsor for today's Autistic Moment and especially for sponsoring our transcripts that are so important for so many of our listeners. Oh, it's, you, uh, it's my pleasure. Um, I'm very excited to be here and GT is very excited about the work you're doing. Thank you so much. So you and I are going to have a conversation today about independent living. And it's interesting that we're doing this because it follows my episode where I talked with um, Seuss, sorry, um, Sarah Swan regarding community-based services. And we spoke about how complicated those services can be. And so I think that um, independent living is a great alternative to some of those things or a great addition to some of those things. And so I wanted you to come on and talk about what independent living is and what GT Independence does to assist people autistic people, adults, especially with those, the experience of independent living. So um, I'm going to begin with my first question. What important information do autistic adults and our caregivers need to know about in terms of independent living? Uh, well, that's, you know, that's a very, it's a very deep question to me um, because, you know, we first have to understand what independent living is. I think people have an idea in their head of, of what that means, but uh, it's my belief that you get to define what independent living is um, and that that is, that is part of self-determination. Um, you know, I personally believe in GT independence uh, as a whole believes that uh, people with disabilities have the right to be their own employers um, and to provide all the, you know, we want to provide all of the necessary tools to effectively manage uh, in-home care or whatever is decided is independent living. Um, 
and whatever whatever shape that that takes what works best for the individual who is making those decisions uh on their own you are an autistic adult uh as i understand correct that is correct yes uh, i'm yeah. an autistic adult um and my wife and i are raising an autistic son um, as well as a rare disease daughter um, and i have an older brother with developmental disabilities who's the reason we got into this business so uh to say yeah. it's not just a job and that it's that it's uh part of our life is is an understatement but yes i am an autistic adult an autistic adult uh co-owner of this company wonderful tell me a little tell us a little bit about some information about as an autistic adult um what what being part of this business adventure and about helping autistics live independently tell me tell us a little bit about what that journey has been like for you and maybe what that's meant for you right um so I've been incredibly fortunate um, in having, you know, a supportive family um, and a very supportive wife uh, to to just, you know, it enhances my life. And working with other people, you get these stories that of folks who did not have that, who who don't have the family support or um god forbid you know have family abuse that centered around their diagnosis um agreed and it it has changed my perspective and shown me how how fortunate i am um but then i i get to see that disconnect and i and i feel it <laughs> you know it it is it's so often just simply unconscionable or not right. And um, having the agency to change that, having the self-determination, having the right to, to get the services you need and to make them your own and to make it part of your own life, being able to do that professionally um, is, is incredibly rewarding. Yeah. Yeah, as the sole proprietor of a new autistic podcast business, I concur with how that, that can feel. Um, so tell us what tell us more about what independent living can mean for autistics. Um, tell us a little bit more about, about what GT Independence does and what that means really for autistic adults. Right. So, you know, we, we work with, uh, with agencies um, to offer self-determination um, options. You know, many states offer waivers that pay for long-term services performed at the home uh, with a care provider you choose, so long as you meet, you know, certain requirements. Um, and independent living is is sort of the ultimate goal um 
again, I'm not on an individual to individual basis, it, you know, it, it has to fit um, right. what the, what the person wants, but, but um, you know, independent living to me is, is the ultimate level of choice, the level of, uh, of, of self involvement in your own, you know, in your own care or your own life choices. Um, and my favorite thing about that is that it does not, it doesn't mean that there's some sort of guardrail where you will always make the right choice with your care. It allows you to be wrong. You know, that's, sometimes there's, when it comes to long-term care, there's these bumpers up that hamper decisions that don't allow you to make a mistake, which is the most inherently human thing you, you're allowed to do, um, is to be wrong, to hire the wrong person, to, um, to learn from those mistakes. And the independent, the independent living in its truest form, you know, provides that to, you know, to our clients. I'm not sure I answered your question, but. <laughs> You're doing fine. You're doing fine. So, um, yeah. So what sorts of aids do, does GT independence supply um, maybe so to GT... help? Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so we, you know, we handle um, sort of the back end of those transactions. You know, we, pre-COVID anyway, um, had field reps coming to people's houses to, you know, show them the forms um, and walk them through them to become their own employer, to have a tax ID, to have, you know, all of the regulatory stuff taken care of. Um, and then, you know, after after the services have started, then we are the ones collecting the time. We're the ones cutting the checks, and we're every day trying to make that an easier proposition than the day before. And your um, staff uh, helps people find the agencies and personnel that may be of assistance to them. Yes. Yeah. There is. Um, there's guidance and advocacy in in finding those people and how to find those people um and how to vet those people and make sure that you are getting you know the the caregiver that that you need yeah yeah well one of the one of the issues that we do face all too often is finding those people who understand autism and autistic people to the point where uh, we can they can really be of help to us. Are there any ways that um, you have found um, your 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 company has found that can be particularly helpful in that kind of thing? That is a very good question um, because, you know, while we, we monitor training often, 
some of those things that are easy to quantify. You know, this is something I've dealt with personally as well in trying to find uh, care for, you know, our son. Um, and a lot of the times it, you know, for me, unfortunately, it's, it is uh, trial and error, you know, people can hit the interview and, and say that, uh, you know, say the right things. And it sounds like they'd be perfect. But once they start working with them, it's clear that they, that they do not understand autism, um, you know, trying to, you know, just the basic things that, you know, why won't he eat more than these three things? And, right. you know, I kind of, kind of throw my hands up and say, well, you, you know, we talked about this. This is not, uh, this shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so we try to provide the tools to help, um, to help people find the right person. Um, but at the same time, we also want to advocate for a much more global and general understanding. Um, you know, I, I listened uh, to your to an older episode with uh, was it Ellie Wilson I believe yes um, you know and very interesting about the idea of acceptance versus awareness um, you know and we all have to be a part of that and I think that that goal of acceptance is going to create a generation of workers and caregivers that are um, are much more prepared to interact with the autistic community. I agree. Um, yeah, because because independent living um, is, is is a is a way to to work towards acceptance because we know that <laughs> finding people that understand autism and then accept us. Is part of the real part of the real picture. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, it, there's something in, you know, I don't know if I want to say in neurotypical development that that makes you want to fix to fix fix fix, right? Uh, instead of instead of accept, but that's the thing that you know that if if we can move the needle a little bit on that even it'll go right. such a long way yes and 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 independent living is definitely a movement towards that because of the uh misperception that autistics can't take care of themselves right yeah uh and that's why I mean, that's one of a number of reasons why, yes, the movement towards independent living um, is so important. It's not just for the day-to-day -day living experience um, of that person, but, but for a greater sense of autonomy and basic humanity. Great. Let's cross into my second question here. Yeah. Um, we've kind of been alluding to it um what are the barriers for autistic adults of all ages when it comes to independent living we've just talked about the need to move to autism acceptance which is a big 
be part of, of, of the barriers. Mm-hmm. Um, we also know that ableism and, uh, as we say, the misunderstandings about autism and autistic individuals, that somehow we cannot take care of ourselves, we do not know ourselves. Um, I mentioned in other episodes about how there is a presumption of us of incompetence somewhere, uh, not you know, and that all those labels, high and low functioning, which are not good labels, mm-hmm. um, and, and that you know, a lot of the barriers are created by uh, agencies, funding, and just overall training that that people who want to care for autistics. I just don't have. Um, In my episode about community-based services, Sarah and I spoke of the fact that um, we do have many who don't really understand autism very well. And unfortunately, it means that uh, people are missing out on the greatness of who autistics are. But what are some of the barriers even if you rename some of these that yeah. you folks at GT Independence have found. Right. Well, let, yeah, let me touch on, on some of the stuff that you mentioned just to add, um, you know, in regards to the perception. Um, and there's, there's a, a part of me that thinks that understanding autism is is important, but another part that I think, no, they don't, you know, people don't need to understand as much as they need to um, maybe change what they view as normal, you know, to change what, you know, these, some of these barriers, you know, just to go back to the example of food, well, you know, you can't live on your own, you only eat three things, that's not that's not a real barrier you know that's you know there's so many of those that when you take a stronger look at them they're not actual barriers to independent living um for the everyday person on the street this is you know that's that's annoying but when you start seeing people believe in those barriers um as you climb the ranks of, of governmental agencies, it gets in the people in control of these services, you know, that that's where it starts to become a problem. That's where it begins to affect uh, daily lives in a much more concrete way. So, you know, as far as our role as a company, um, you know, it's always going to be to educate and to to you know you had alluded to not to doing things uh not so subtly you know not not with anger but also not necessarily with a soft touch either um right so so there are there are those barriers of misconceptions you know what other barriers do we have um there are medical model barriers that that we're still you know still fighting um and again as a company and in my personal life you know um my son can get a 
diagnosis from, you know, an accredited university, um, but that's not good enough for a school system and they want to do their own. Uh, so, you know, finding these things and taking the time to, to educate the people who have a, who have a chance to, to do better than they're doing right now um, is, is just so important. The, the barriers, uh, you know, are, it can feel overwhelming, but, you know, it's something we tell our staff is that, that it's that small first step and then it's that small second step and that small third step. Um, and that's, that's the only way we're going to, to get over these barriers. I, I feel. Yeah. Well, you know, um, yeah, well, I, I feel like one of those barriers for us is, um, let me think. Among those barriers to living independently um, is an understanding of ourselves as well as um, getting the tools we need to learn how to live independently um, because of the many challenges we all live with on a, on a daily basis. Um, there's social challenges, there's the challenges of uh, executive functioning and mm -hmm. um, sensory processing uh, and, and, and all of those various things. And um, we know that the system is not always um, well-versed for autistics, but among those barriers is a, um, just to, just to try to help many of us autistics understand what it is we need and how to ask for what we need and to feel like somebody on the other side is, is hearing us properly. Um, can you speak to any of the, these things that I've mentioned? Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a lot of that is, is, you know, a sort of empowerment, you know, that, um, to sort of to burn down the the old mindsets of what autism is, and to make it a safe place for autistic adults to to express what what their autism is, um, right. to make it a safe and supportive environment to do that. I wear headphones all the time, you know, I, and for years I felt so self-conscious about that, um, you know, just to help with the sensory overload. Um, and, you know, going to the store, things like that, I, you know, always felt like people were looking at me, were thinking about why is that guy have headphones on or in 
depending on what I was wearing. Um, but the freedom I felt when I, when I gave up those feelings, you know, when my wife said, you know, why, you know, stop caring about that, keep your headphones in, <laughs> you know, I love you. <laughs> don't, don't, uh, don't worry about it. You idiot. So, um, in a loving way, of course, uh, being able to break that down and being comfortable to, to express your weaknesses or your, um, or your vulnerabilities more than weaknesses, you know, being able to safely say what those things are and to get support from whether it be the, you know, agency that you're working with, you know, to get independent living, uh, whether it, it be, you know, in your personal relationships or with an employer, you know, that's a huge one. Um, to get employers, especially away from this idea that, that it's, somehow trying to take away from from their ability you know their ability to do the job when it's actually an enhancement you know uh, making these small changes that would help somebody uh, with autism do their job better you know to get people more empathetic about those needs uh, and educate uh, I want to do that more I'm honestly I'm not good enough at it yet uh, but that is something I am striving for, for sure. After this commercial break, I will continue with my interview with Dan Carmichael. Stay tuned. Go to the store at todaysautisticmoment.com to shop for great books such as the awesome Autistic Go-To Guide, a practical handbook for autistic teens and tweens by Yen Perkins and Tanya Masterman. This book explores what it feels like to be a young person on the autism spectrum and looks for all the brilliant things people on the autism spectrum can do. Full of insights about being awesome and autistic, this book celebrates the strengths of understanding the world in a different way. Thank you for listening to today's Autistic Moment. Support comes from Minnesota Independence College and Community, a life and career skills program for young adults with autism and learning differences. Help a young adult take a step towards their independence and a vibrant life. Learn more at micommunity.org. Wouldn't life be great if everything fell in place? Sometimes our lives need a little rearranging. One of the most challenging times is when we experience a major transition, such as job exploration, moving to a new place, or simply when you are defining your path in life. 
during these challenging times, individuals can feel like there's a great river between you and where you want to go. Looking Forward Life Coaching helps carve a path to the destination that's right for you, then lay the stepping stones so you can accomplish your goals. Visit us at lookingforwardlc.org for more information. Welcome back to my conversation with Dan Carmichael as we talk about autistic adults and living independently. What are some ways that um, working working in this business has helped you to overcome many of your barriers or to work within some of those barriers? So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I had mentioned earlier about seeing seeing people who didn't have the advantages you know of support that i had um but beyond that um spending time in an office environment you know that taught me a lot about my autism you know to looking looking at these things as as ways to learn about yourself uh is really interesting to me um Mm. So, you, you know, it's, it's very hard because autism is such a personal thing. You know, mine mm-hmm. is different than yours, is different than everybody else's. Exactly. Um, so, so my experience of working in an office setting, being expected to participate in conferences and meetings and group work and things that I'm really not comfortable with <laughs> um, i get you yeah it was was a learning i mean learning i learned about her. myself i learned about autism you know what it really meant um conferences my god i can't i cannot do conferences you know I, covid has has put a stop to in-person conferences um but you had to pry me out of my hotel room to get me down to those <laughs> to those tables. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I love what I do. I don't really have to go anywhere if I don't want to. And most yeah. of the time I don't. Um, <laughs> but I, I, can, I can understand your point of view of having a great support. Um, my husband has been absolutely marvelous uh, with me actually. I was diagnosed shortly after we started to form our relationship. And um, I was very fortunate that Dr. Foster, who diagnosed me, was willing to work with both of us in the very beginning to help us both understand what was going on and how we can work on our communications to better communicate with each other within the, 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 the context of, our, of my disability. And, and that is so important. And I often feel... I'm lucky to be able to say that. And yet sometimes when I say it with other autistics in my audiences who, um, who do not have those things, I, mm. I do indeed feel for them because I don't know what I would do without um, a supportive spouse that I have um, to meet the challenges that I meet. Right. Um, you know, my own therapist is, is fond of saying that, you know, you need to be around people who will let you be as autistic as you want to be 
And um, I think both of us, both you and me are blessed with spouses who um, definitely allow us to do that without too much conflict. Yes, and, um, yes. You know, and um, that's, yeah. And that's one of the barriers to living independently. I think we can, we can very well name that is mm-hmm. to find, find those people, those providers and people who will respect, allow, and, and accept us to be as autistic as we are, as we wish to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's what, however we're, we're wired on a day-to-day basis. You know, I, my poor wife has sat through, um, you know, whether it be with the kids or mature cartoons that we watch, uh, me naming voice actors and recognizing them in movies and naming, that's definitely one of my, my more unusual, uh, love affairs is voice actors and picking them out of cartoons. And, and she, she's impressed by it. She deals with it on a day-to-day basis. And, um, I'm very thankful for that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, with me, um, actually autism and autistic adults and that sort of thing is actually one of my hyper-focus. And so one of the reasons I chose to start this podcast, um, and so, you know, I, I'm grateful that I can talk about it pretty freely. Yes. That's um, excellent. But, yeah. Yeah. I but, think we're both from an era where childhood diagnosis was reserved for for cases that did not look like you know you or or me um right. at least that's been that was you know my experience it was right. well you're the quirky kid you know you're the you you know no there's no name for it. we're not putting anything on it you're just kind of kind of odd um yeah and yeah, i think I that's changing yeah i mean i i totally agree with that um at the time when i was living through my childhood and early adult years it was just assumed that i was too difficult to put up with or i was lazy i daydreamed without any particular explanation for it and you know and and you know um it wasn't until i was diagnosed in 2011 and since then that i began to understand oh yeah those that's why i did those things now i get it (laughs) yeah yeah that you know if there's one thing that i could assist every autistic uh, adult with or even you know kids is just i was i was very intelligent and struggled mightily in school and beat myself up over it for years but because Great. i didn't understand myself i didn't i've been there i didn't have the diagnosis and uh it felt like i was lazy it felt like i was not living up to my potential um and after i got that acceptance that i was enough I, you know it it changed my life and it, it made my relationships better. It made my work life better. Um, and, and knowing that, and if I can somehow part that onto, onto everybody, that would be, that would be a dream. Yeah, I agree. Let me launch into my last question. Yeah, um, please. Yeah. What are some steps that autistic adults and our caregivers supporters need to take 
to advocate for our needs when it comes to independent living and many of the barriers that we have already named here. Um, because as you've heard me say in any three episodes, this is one of my favorite parts of what I do because I believe that part of, uh, of helping for the goal of autism acceptance is to help autistics advocate for ourselves. So talk about some ways we can advocate for ourselves in this particular, in this particular area that affects us. Well, one thing that I learned that I learned um, from my wife, who is very, uh, she's brilliant and studious, is is to know and understand your rights, to know what you are allowed and what is not allowed to be done to you, um, to know where you where your voice you know, this is in regards to directing your care, obviously, um, to know where you are allowed to draw a line in the sand and say, no, you know, this does not work for me. And, and I've got the paper to prove it. Um, I think that's, that's very important. Um, and I say that not as if, you know, the agencies that are providing service, they're, they so often do such a wonderful job you know we've worked with some just amazing people who have who have made it their mission to to let people lead the self-determined lives that they that they want um but you know so so there's obviously that knowledge part excuse me um Creativity, uh, that to me is very important to foster, to come up with solutions to live independently, um, to work around some of those, some of those barriers uh, creatively. Um, and there are a lot of, of caregivers and case managers who are excited about new ideas and new ways of doing things um, and making that work within the framework of, of currently established uh, systems. Um, I think that's, that's very important. I think that, you know, I, I'd love to say, you know, to have a, have a strong, support group you know behind you um but that's not always possible i know um from these stories that i've heard and um if that's not the case you know if that's not available to you directly then then you have to make one you know whether that be through um groups online you know uh whether that be with a local chapter um of an autistic uh, support uh, group um, and, and get those shared experiences and get those people in your corner to, to help you navigate this. Um, and, you know, GT, that's what we want to do. You know, we want to be a hub for 
those people and for that information and for advocacy in its in its purest form. Um, so so there's a lot to do, um, but but I am confident that that this boat's it's heading in the right direction. Do you have a personal story of your own in which you've uh, advocated for yourself that you feel you were very successful with and would you be comfortable in sharing that with our listeners? Um, you know, not, not on a, uh, working with my son, you know, for some reason, those, those moments from, from my own point of view are very hard for me to, to gauge and to remember and to, all right. And to understand, I, I mean, it's not, I would be happy to, if, if there were any that, that sprung right to mind. Um, Take your time. But, you know, having a son and watching him struggle is, is so much more visceral than struggling myself. Um, I think that's just my, you know, maybe a natural parental response. Um, but I went to the school to pick him up once. And, you know, he was, he was having a, just a meltdown, um, trying to put away his winter clothes or, you know, his jacket, things like that. And I walk into the school and there's just kids screaming and sprinting all around him there's announcements blaring through the loudspeakers i mean i could barely walk in there so for him to be in there uh you know six hours a day whatever it was you know i i instantly said no this we got to have a better way you know whatever we gotta do there's there's got to be a better way to do this um and with you know, it took a lot of trying and a lot of uh, a lot of back and forth. You know, we eventually got him, you know, some quiet places he could go in the day uh, to to reset and to to recenter. Um, we got him headphones, you know, just some uh, you know some ear protection um, for assemblies and for other loud events and. You know, we totally supported him doing that whenever he needed. And um, so to to watch him go through that and then to watch him start to have more success as we added these solutions was incredibly rewarding. Um, and it it's weird. It, it's almost like a like a drug, you know, like. I want to find every solution now. I want to, yeah. um, I want to do what I can to make him as as successful as possible. Now, um, I've had to put that on hold. What you know, he's been being home homeschooled during COVID, which um, this will shock you has not been a problem for him. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> he's been uh, he's been quite content. Uh, to be doing his work from home um, and we couldn't be prouder of him he he is really um, he's learned about himself he's he's being 
I mean, he's just, he's a hero. So I didn't have an autistic parent. Um, and I'm, I feel very lucky that he does and that he and I can share that and work through that stuff together. Yeah. Well, I, I know that, uh, you're probably like me that open-ended questions are not simple to answer. So let me perhaps um, help you a little bit more. Um, yeah, that's fine. Um, as you've been working with the creation and, and the management of GT independence, mm -hmm. and you've been, you know, really working to help, autistics and others with varying disabilities to live independently. Have you, is there any particular story that you have in which you have advocated for yourself, whether it's in the creation of the business, being part of the business, something you've done in the business that you have done, that you feel like you advocated for yourself and you took a major step forward to telling your story about what being autistic is like for you. Because as you've heard me also say on many times that when we tell our stories, even if it's just to say, I'm sorry, but that noise does not work for me that, or whatever, that's part of telling your story. Mm -hmm. If you can find any of those, at least one of those, um, yeah. do you think you can tell us one of those? Um. Yeah. Take I'm going to take a drink and <laughs> then I'll have it. <laughs> the answer is in this bottle somewhere. Um, so I, I can't think of a one specific, um, one specific incident. But what I what I do have is that for years I've been heavily involved in our and GT's um, facilities and designing facilities in um, in purchasing buildings and and getting those set up and and the interior design and layout things like that um, and there have been several instances where uh, you know other executives or contractors have been surefire set on a certain design element um, that I was able to view from from my own autistic experience and my own um, concern with some of the sensory, sensory issues that come with with my version um and was able to push back successfully and say no you know this this would create an environment you know in this area that is not conducive for um an employee that that has similar sensory issues as i do um adding white noise machines you know adding very comfortable, accessible um, additions with that in mind um, is something I'm very proud of. And um, 
you know, there were times when I had to, you know, fight pretty hard against some of, you know, some of the contractors who were very set on how this, they were going to do this. Um, and there were times where it ended up that, uh, you know, it raised the budget of a project, but, um, but, but to make that accessible workspace, um, that's not just for me, but, but for everybody and anybody who might be, or who I don't know is, is fighting their own, I don't want to say their own battle, but who is, has similar sensory issues. Um, like I said, I'm very proud of that and we'll continue to do that for all of our employees. That sounds, that's always a great answer. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. After this final commercial break, I will conclude my talk with Dan Carmichael, followed by today's Autistic Community Bulletin Board. Today's Autistic Moment is now a proud member of the National Podcast Association. The National Podcast Association will share new episodes through their social media connections. The information about and stories of autistic adults will be heard by a wider audience. Thank you to the National Podcast Association for welcoming today's Autistic Moment and the voices of autistic adults to their list of members. Thank you for listening to today's Autistic Moment. On May 24th, I will publish the episode Autistic Adults and Justice in Employment. Autistic adults are disproportionately unemployed and underemployed. The Americans with Disabilities Act may be the law to protect against discrimination in the workplace, but discrimination is still happening. Why is that the case? My guest, Samuel J. Levine, is the director of the Jewish Law Institute and professor of law at Turo College in New York. Samuel J. Levine is a strong advocate for special education, disability rights, and in particular, autistics. Samuel will talk with me about how many intolerant employers are getting around the laws to discriminate against autistic adults and why it would be in many employers' best interest to hire autistic adults because of the skills and talents we bring. Coming in June, as we celebrate LGBTQ Pride Month, I will publish one show about autistic adults, our diverse sexual orientations. Three different autistic adults will join me to talk about their diverse sexual orientations. They will discuss their social challenges with socialization, dating, and the discrimination they face for being autistic, as well as lesbian, gay, bisexual, pansexual, and queer. The second show will be Autistic Adults and Our Diverse Gender Identities. A transgender person who is autistic a person of color as well as Jewish 
will talk about what their journey has been like. For more information, go to todaysautisticmoment.com. Also, please follow Today's Autistic Moment on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Welcome back. Now to conclude my talk with Dan Carmichael, followed by today's Autistic Community Bulletin Board. Well, Dan, um, I do think this has been a very informative and a great conversation. And I do feel like, um, you know, we, we've given our listeners some things to think about and to uh, add to their life. Um, my last question for you is um, there are going to be some listeners who are going to want to know some resources they can find or how they can contact um, anybody at um, at GT Independence. And um, I, of course, your website is already named on my on mm-hmm. my ads and everything, but feel free to add add more information if you can give it, please. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, come, come see us on, on Facebook for sure. Um, we always have lots of cool stuff going on over there. Uh, our GT independence Facebook page. Um, we've done a lot of, uh, of giveaways and, and just really neat, neat things. And, you know, we share a lot of, of experiences, um, from, you know, both our, clients and our employees uh that are really i don't know they're really they're meaningful it's not just it's not just some corporate you know uh drivel um or pandering or anything like that they're they're really really interesting stories um yeah so you know and you had mentioned our website and you can, you know, people can reach out to us on any of those. Um, phone numbers are listed there. We want to, we want to help any way we can, obviously. Um, yeah. I, I love to see, um, I don't, I don't manage our Facebook page, but I still get some of the messages, uh, sent through and, um, it's just really cool to see those interactions and, and occasionally jump in and, and be a part of it. Um, so yeah, yeah, I would I would love to hear from anybody, and we would love to help anybody, even if it's not through our services. You know, if there's anything we yeah. can do to get you pointed to the right services, that that's a win for us. Um, yeah. You know, we are we are a family that company that is, uh, you know, obviously dedicated to to disability rights um, because it's it's our life. It's for my brother and my daughter and my son and me and, and, uh, everybody else. So we will continue that fight. Yeah. I also know that you are a fantastic sponsor to the autism society of Minnesota. That's one of the, one of the ways I found you. So anyway, yeah, they're doing great work. I'm I'm so happy to be, to be in league with them. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. 
All right, Dan. Well, uh, thank you so much for being on today. Yeah, thank you, Phil. This, uh, this has been wonderful. And uh, I look forward to, to uh, listening to, to all your episodes in, in the future as well. Very good. Thank you. Today's Autistic Community Bulletin Board. June Workshop in Austin, Minnesota features Judy Endow, Autism Friendly Austin, the Autism Society of Minnesota, and the Hornmill Historic Home will co-host Autistically Thriving, Living a Self-Determined Life, an in-person and virtual informative workshop held on June 10th from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. led by Judy Endow, LCSW author and international speaker on a variety of autism-related topics. I have heard Judy Endow speak and the information she shares is invaluable. I highly recommend attending this session to listen to Judy. Planning for the Unexpected Emergency Preparedness for Autistic Adults the Virtual Skill Shop will take place on Tuesday, May 25th from 7 to 9 p.m. Eric Ringenberg will be the presenter. Unexpected emergencies are challenging for everyone. However, there are multiple reasons why autistic adults may face increased challenges and difficulty with navigating these situations. Review the basic terms that make up an emergency kit how to prepare a basic emergency preparedness plan for you and others and discuss resources that you can access after a disaster strikes. This session will also cover interactions with first responders, including disability disclosure, interaction strategies, and community concerns. Steps for Autism in Minnesota will take place on May 23, 2021, beginning at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Como Lakeside Pavilion, located at 1360 Lexington Parkway North in St. Paul. Join Awesome for this hybrid edition of the 21st Annual Steps for Autism in Minnesota, Awesome's largest fundraiser of the year. At Steps, you'll find community resources and support. With safety in mind and social distancing in place, Austin will offer participants an all abilities walk route, activity stations featuring three Rivers Park District, the Ramsey County Sheriff, the Ramsey County Library, Austin Camps and Quiet Space, Yoga and Costumed Characters. There will be an Autism Resources Fair featuring businesses and organizations that offer programs and services for families and individuals with autism and opportunities for community connections. Those who prefer virtual access will find autism business and organization resources on our website and will be able to walk their favorite route in their own spaces in their own time. 100% of dollars raised through Steps for Autism are tax-deductible, stay local, and support program and services that help 1 in 44 people affected by autism in Minnesota to grow and thrive. Go to AUSM.org to register or read about any of these events.
Thank you for listening to today's Autistic Moment, a podcast for autistic adults by an autistic adult. You can email me anytime, p-k-l-o-w-e at todaysautisticmoment.com.